today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Okay, science and the Bible. The Bible and science, if they contradict each other, folks, always come down on the side of the Bible. Well, but, you know, that's not what the world thinks, and I feel like I'm in the minority. Who cares? Sooner or later, science, it may take a long time. Sooner or later, science comes around to the Bible viewpoint on whatever the topic, including, and maybe especially, gender and sexuality. Male and female created he them. Man, woman. Woman, man. Man, woman. Boy, girl. Girl, boy. The Bible is very, very clear. This is how God created humanity. Men, women, boys, girls. And again, the Bible is not ambiguous about that. And marriage. One man, one woman. Men and women. The Bible is absolutely clear. And what do we know about any time you violate God's principles? You cover, you, you, you face the consequences. I've said this for so many years. I began saying this when Joy and I were in youth work many, many, many years ago. Why does God call anything sin? Well, because he just doesn't want us to have fun. No, 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 no. He's our creator. He is the heavenly parent. And because he is he created us, he is the only one who knows what is good for us and he knows what will hurt us. And the only thing God ever called sin are things that will harm us, things that will hurt us. And that's the only reason why God called it sin. Don't do it. It's not good for you. Now, mankind doesn't understand it. Mankind doesn't appreciate it any more than a five-year-old doesn't like it when his or her mother says you can't have dessert until you after until after dinner, you got to clean your plate. I don't want to clean my plate. I want my candy bar. No, 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 you can't. Why? Because the parent knows better than the child, and God knows better than the creator knows better than the creation. Are you with me? And if you violate God's principles— you suffer the consequences. All right, which finally brings me to this article. According to a brand new study out of Finland, all people with gender dysphoria, now that's the scientific technical name for transgenderism. Transgenderism does not exist. Gender dysphoria does. What is gender dysphoria? Confusion about your gender. All right, here again is the headline. People with gender dysphoria are mentally ill and remain so after transition. Well, Bob, that's that's offensive. No, it's not. Mental illness exists. 
And to admit it and face it is not mean, cruel, or discriminatory. If someone has schizophrenia, that is a mental illness. And so you don't make fun, you don't marginalize, you don't reject, you get them help. And if you have schizophrenia, the very best thing you can do is admit it, acknowledge it. I have an illness. All right? I've said this thousands and thousands of times. I'm diabetic. It would be really dumb for me just to ignore it. I am not diabetic. I'm embarrassed to be called diabetic. I feel that's, no, of course not. If, if you have a disease, the best thing you can do is admit it and then treat it properly. The same is true with mental illness. It is not a slap in the face to acknowledge that someone has a mental illness any more than it's a slap in the face to say, you have kidney disease, you have lung disease, you have a liver disease, you have thyroid disease, or whatever the disease. You get it diagnosed, you get it treated. We put a stigma on mental illness, and that's very, very unfortunate, and we should not. If someone has a mental illness, they shouldn't be embarrassed by it. They acknowledge it and get whatever help and whatever treatment is necessary like any other disease. All right. Gender dysphoria is a mental illness like schizophrenia or any other mental illness. Okay. Now, what is the compassionate thing to do with someone who has mental illness. Tell them just to embrace it and enhance it and encourage it. That is the cruel thing to do. And again, forgive me for hitting on this thing of schizophrenia. It's just the thing that popped into the top of my mind, no particular reason. But if there is help, if there is therapy for schizophrenia, think of how cruel it would be to encourage people to continue in their schizophrenia. How cruel would that be if you encourage it and embrace it and, and, and make it worse? Well, the uh, mental health experts in Finland have just published a study in the journal European Psychiatry, and it is published by the Cambridge University Press. Not some crazy, kooky publication from Cambridge University Press. And here is a conclusion. A study out of Finland tells us Gender dysphoria is not only a symptom of mental illness, but medical treatment for gender dysphoria does not cure that mental illness or provide relief from its symptoms. In other words, what is normally called gender-affirming care, 
which is what the majority of psychological practitioners in America encourage. Okay? Gender-affirming care. A boy thinks he's a girl. A girl thinks that she's a boy. Gender-affirming care says, well, okay, we will take you at your word. We will give you puberty blockers, hormone treatments, and then we will start cutting off parts of your body. According to this study out of Finland, that does not cure the mental illness, and it does not provide relief from its symptoms. I continue to say this, and you're probably getting tired of the repetition. Much of the rest of the world has had an awakening about gender dysphoria, transgenderism, and so forth, and are acknowledging this is a mental illness, and it should be treated compassionately, but truthfully. Again, back to my illustration of schizophrenia. You are not helping a schizophrenic person by helping them deny the problem, and certainly not affirming the problem. That is cruel. That is abusive. And again, the Bible, male-female, man-woman, boy-girl. Much of the world's scientific community is finally realizing a very simple common-sense fact. This is the way God created us. All right. Final break of the hour, and then we'll return. wants to come to your church. Find out how to host a CrossPower weekend at crosspower.net. Ah, once again, these are your tax dollars at work as the federal government continues to push EVs, electric vehicles. Did you see that the governor of Michigan passed an executive order that will demand that all Michigan state government vehicles be electric by 2030? Yeah, first the uh, smaller vehicles, but then also the big trucks and all that. Yeah, they're all going to have to be electric, too, by uh, 2030. Well, there's a problem with that. Our current electric grid can't handle the electric demands that we have now. And I, you know that. I don't need to go into, uh, you know, the rolling blackouts in California the last two or three years, the rolling blackouts down in Texas, the heat wave that we had in Texas. We don't have enough electricity now. And the federal government wants us all to plug in an electric car in our garage? Which brings me to this story. Uh, Back in 2021, Congress, at the urging of President Biden, 
pass legislation to spend $7.5 billion to build tens of thousands of electric vehicle chargers all across the country. Yeah, this was the beginning of 2021. Congress allocated $7.5 billion. And the money was to be used to build tens of thousands of electric charging stations all across America. Fast forward to December 6, 2023. How many of those chargers have been built with the $7.5 billion federal grant? Um, anybody want to take a guess? Uh, a thousand? No. Uh, 700? Nope. 500? Uh uh. 100? No. 50? No. Okay. Not one. Yeah. $7.5 billion allocated. Not one charger has been built. Let me quote from a publication. Uh, States and the charger industry blame the delays mostly on the labyrinth of new contracting and performance requirements they have to navigate to receive federal funds. (laughs) In other words, the federal government mandated it. The federal government lay aside, set aside the funds, but the bureaucracy and the red tape is so deep, so heavy, that we're two years into this, and so far nobody has met all of the uh, federal official guidelines, and not a single charging station has been built. Quote, while federal officials have authorized more than $2 billion of the funds to be sent to states, fewer than half of individual states have even started to take bids from contractors to build the chargers, let alone begin any construction. Again, quoting, It appears the bureaucratic red tape isn't conducive to building and manufacturing, whether the government wants you to be making things or not. So, isn't this typical of the federal government to issue a mandate and then make it so difficult to get the funding that nobody gets it? Now, here is what just fascinated me. Uh, total, total number of electric car charging stations in America today, 180,000 in the entire country. And this is according to the United States Energy Department. Of the 180,000, only 41,000 are the fast chargers that can alleviate the so-called range anxiety of long-distance road trips. So 180,000 chargers. Far, far, far less than half of those charging stations are fast chargers. Uh, Let's see. In a study this past June, 
the National Renewable Energy Laboratory projected the United States will need 1.2 million public chargers by 2030 to meet charging demands of the government requirements for electric vehicles. So, okay, this is 2023. The National Renewable Energy Laboratory said America is going to need 1.2 million public charging stations. Right now, 180,000. And all of this is supposed to happen in uh, seven years. Um, Now, I don't know much about anything, but I would say that basically is impossible. So we have states like Michigan that are mandating, you will drive an electric car, and yet there is no possible way that there is going to be the capacity to charge all the cars that our government is telling us we must possess and drive. It is an impossible situation created by the government itself. Yeah. All right. Hey, folks, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. But please, wherever you go and whatever you do, remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.